Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado. We're so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. I know last week some of you were freaking out. What happened to her? I actually had laryngitis, first time in 11 years on my radio show. I couldn't use my voice. <laughs> kind of ironic in a funny kind of way. Anyway, I'm back. Thanks for your email support and your texts and all that good stuff, Facebook posts. We really appreciate that you care, and we're so glad you tune in again and again. Hey, look, today we've got a wonderful program for you, and I'm so grateful I can use my voice to support this very important uh, resurrection of the divine feminine inquiry here, actually, on Marianne Live. We've got a very special guest with us today, an author, Karen Tate, is joining us. We're going to be introducing her in just a little bit, talking about her new book, Goddess 2.0, uh, Advancing a New Path Forward is the title of her book. Before we do that, let's do what I invite everybody to do, which I think is a good practice in general. I can't practice it enough, and that's arrive, getting here, taking the opportunity to get all the way here. Some people call it presencing. I call it just arriving. And, uh, yeah, so we can receive the presence that our guest has to offer today. You've taken the time to get here. Let's get all the way here. One of the easy ways to do that, because I, I like easy. <laughs> Life is hard. So I'll take easy any time I can find it when it actually works. And it's certainly simple um, as well, maybe not as easy as we think. But finding your breath is is one way we can do that, to just arrive, noticing where your breath is in your body, Noticing how it's breathing you right now. Just bringing your attention to that breath. Just helps you arrive in your body. Your breath may be in your belly. You might notice it in your chest. And then just doing a little scan, noticing how the rest of your body is as you arrive. Maybe deepening your breath through intention. I notice for me my shoulders start to drop away from my earlobes. Yeah, your whole nervous system might just start to relax. So whether you're driving or walking or wherever you find yourself listening to this program right now, enjoying the gift of your attention and your breath. And the other part of the practice we like to offer at the top of every program here on Marian Live is Finding your portal of gratitude, and this helps us shift our perspective, widening whatever view we have in this moment. It might be 
contributing to an already really wonderful state of gratitude you're in right now. Well, this could be challenging. You know, some of us are, are dealing with a lot on our plates. Well, actually, a lot of us probably are. Wherever you find yourself in that spectrum, gratitude is always a, a wonderful way to, to really break free from some of the constraints that um, our perspectives can get when we get too narrow or rigid. And one of the questions I would ask for you to help you on this um, this particular part of your practice is who helped make it possible for you to do what you're doing right now? You can really think about just about anything. The glass, the cup that you're holding with the tea or coffee in it, the clothes you're wearing, the food in your belly, the roof over your head, the car you're driving, the electronic device you're using. Just back that out. How many people had to be involved to help make that possible. The book that you read or are going to read, the dozens and hundreds and thousands of people that have devoted part of their lives to make your life better, easier, more efficient, healthier. Right? And just noticing that. And as you go down your list of folks who make it possible for you to do what you do, we're going to go down our very potent list here at Marion Live. Our honorary sponsor at the global level is the One World Children's Fund.org. If you're online, uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. At the national level, we have the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other. They make programming like this possible. Given 100% of the proceeds goes to programming just like this. And at the local level, um, we've got the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California. It's got the latest in meditation and revelation. They've been a sponsor here at Marion Live for about a decade, over a decade now. This coming April will be 11 years. And we're so grateful for their support, ongoing support. All right, everybody. We are breathing, noticing our breath anyway. We're trying to get grateful two resources that we need and we can rely on given the changing climate on this planet. Wow, things are moving fast. Things are really going out there. <laughs> They're moving. So we need to be really well resourced. Uh, so we've invited Karen Tate to help us with that today. Her new book is titled God is 2.0, Advancing a New Path Forward. And we're going to be talking about how uh, it, it seems sometimes like domination and authoritarian, authoritarian patriarchy are everywhere. And the sacred fem feminine is also returning from exile as people from all walks of life and cultures turn to goddess, deity, archetype, and ideal to evolve from the malignant chaos we face today. Uh, they're listening to their consciences, hearts, wisdom, and intuition to manifest a new normal. They're practicing partnership, generosity, and compassion to establish a new way of being. Tapping into empathy and morality as they hit the reset button. So today we're going to work with Karen as she shares the wisdom and activism of these spiritual, cultural, and political leaders, old and new, male and female, inspiring the birth of a new world. Uh, and she's joining us here today, right now. I'm Marianne Live. Welcome to the program, Karen. We're so glad you're here. 
Oh, Marianne, thank you so much, and uh, what a lovely opening. Um, you know, how very divine feminine of you. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, putting that wonderful energy, that uh, that tone, uh, you know, that I, I think uh, gives us uh, such a, uh, you know, better quality of life when we remember those things, you know. We, we get caught up. Uh, and so much stuff, and um, you know that's a that's a perfect example of embodying the sacred in our lives, Thank the you. sacred feminine. That's yeah. a really good point, I think, and I like that about your book because these ideas that we have, all of this information we've had access to, we're now being invited to have it inform the way we move through the world. So this is the invitation. This is the work. Is actually and that that is the feminine aspect of being, and we're going to break that down for you, listener, today even more so. Karen, um, you are a reverend, a five-time published author, a speaker, and a social social justice activist. You've also got your own radio show. You've been at this for a really long time. You've been named one of the most 13 influential women in the goddess spirituality and wisdom keeper of the women's spirituality movement. Talk about how, just so we can get some context here for the, the goddess, the idea of goddess, without it being that esoteric, marginalized, uh, language that often when people, as soon as some of them hear it, they're just, they tune out. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know, I don't want to go to that. What is that? Woo woo, blah blah. Let's talk about <laughs> this, right? Well, you know, there, there's so many ways to come at it. Um, you know, to begin with, I know when I first discovered the sacred feminine, you know, I was living, uh, you know, I, well, let me say this. I grew up in the Bible Belt, and you didn't hear about the sacred feminine in the Bible Belt. Uh, you know, everything was the Abrahamic religions. We were lucky to have Mary as a role model. But then you start to understand uh, when you get into this kinds of stuff that uh, as wonderful as Mary is, you know, she's this kind of benign character she's passive and you know she's a role model that women can't emulate I mean she doesn't even have sexuality Um, (laughs) you know it's almost as if you have to put you know Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus together to kind of create a whole woman and and in a way you know that's kind of a a metaphor for what's happened to the female um, you know over over thousands of years Uh, because if we really go back far enough you you know, artifacts in museums teach us, I mean, this isn't some feminist fantasy, artifacts in museums teach us that humankind actually uh, worshipped a feminine face of God long before there was a concept of a male God. I mean, we're talking going back 40,000 years. And this is because, you know, of, of the, uh, simply because women were the life givers. Uh, you know, people didn't understand science at the time. You know, women gave birth. They could bleed without dying. This was seen as very magical, very potent, uh, very mysterious. And the earth, too. You know, the earth provided us everything we needed, and she became uh, the female, uh, you know, giving us all we needed to sustain ourselves. But things changed over time, and, you know, for lots of reasons and lots of different places uh and you know that would be a show in itself but you know i i but we are still suffering uh from having lost that feminine face of god um and it, it, because as we shifted to a patriarchal culture 
uh, because of our mythology. Um, we end up with the culture we live in now where the values of the feminine, and we can talk about them from the aspect of deity, archetype, or ideal. Those things have been marginalized in our society. They've been discredited. They've been seen as weak. And um, we end up in this dominator culture uh, of, of, uh, of predator, uh, you know, predation, of exploitation, of survival of the fittest, of this idea of meritocracy where, <clears throat> well, you know, the world is just full of winners and losers. And, uh, you know, if you're a loser, well, that probably means you aren't working hard enough, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the fact that there aren't level playing fields out there for an assortment of reasons. Um, And, you know, and and I think, uh, you know, most of humanity, uh, or as as we may be, the jargon we use now, the 99%, I think most of humanity is seeing that the world uh, has been, the deck's been stacked, you know, and uh, and for a long time. And, you know, maybe there have been times in history when it's been worse, but certainly today uh, we want to fix those things that make the world uh, this this place of domination and exploitation uh, that we find ourselves in. And I'm talking about everything from, uh, you know, uh, women's inhumanity to women. Uh, I'm talking about... Um, uh, you know how uh, multinational corporations are raping the earth. I'm talking about how um, uh, you know employers are exploiting their employees. How you know we had this uh, you know Wall Street collapsing the economy, and you know people lost their their pensions, their savings, their houses. This is all forms of domination, you know. And um, we really need to be looking at that. Uh, it doesn't have to be this way. But, you know, things aren't going to change by us just uh, wishing it to change. Uh, You know, we're going to have to take some steps together, including, um, I I think, uh, reevaluating our values and deciding what kind of a world we want to live in and do everything possible to shift the paradigm uh, into one where, you know, we have level playing fields. There is equality. There is justice. You know, we value nurturing and compassion, and those things aren't seen as weak. And I think when it gets down to the bottom line, we're choosing between respect and partnership or domination and exploitation. And, you know, that's where we're at, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I think people are rising up now. I think, you know, people are awakening. We're getting to the point of that hundredth monkey, uh, that morphic shift, you know, the 10% we need to shift the paradigm. There's something that occurs to me while I'm well, while I was listening to you, and, and then and before uh, a recurrent theme that, that shows up for for a lot of folks is something that apparently Einstein said: we can't fix the problem from the same place it was created. Now that's that's a really potent idea. If you unpack that, um, what I get from that. Uh, is that this paradigm that we're in has permeated us uh, on every level, uh, and particularly the epistemological level, how we know that we know anything, right? So we are trying to fix this paradigm from this paradigm. It seems futile. Talk to us about how we are going to migrate away from that paradigm, 
um, because, you know, fighting, warring, threatening, um, rising up, revolution, these are all domination and exploitation-based kinds of behaviors. So will you speak into that for me, please? Well, you know, I, I, I think there's lots of different facets to it. You know, I think I've really come to understand that we, you know, it's, as cliche as it might sound, we have to be the change we want to be. You know, for, for a while, you know, I was sort of against this and that and the other thing rather than being for the thing I wanted to see in the world, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, you know I, I think there's something to that. You know, I think we have to give ourselves permission to rethink uh, everything, you know, uh, you know, we we're not sheeple, or we shouldn't be. You know, we really have to use critical thinking. We don't have to accept what um, you know these bastions of authority thrust upon us. You know, whether it be um, religion who uh, marginalizes women and makes all of these rules to elevate one gender over the uh, the other, basically creating sort of a gender side. You know, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, we don't we don't have to accept uh, domination in the workplace. Um, you know, we can we can uh, come together in solidarity, and uh, but we have to. But however, whatever we do, we have to find our spiritual courage. You know, uh, because this is about um, reestablishing morality. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, you know, uh, this is about, you know, who do we want to be as human beings? Um, what do we want to tolerate in the world? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we have to, you know, come at this from so many different places. You know, what are we teaching our children? Um, you know, what are we allowing, uh, uh, you know, to be taught in school? Um, you know, uh, what are we, you know, are, are we just complacent and sitting on the couch, you know, staring into our phones, I don't know, playing Angry Birds or whatever the, the new app is these days, you know, rather than uh, figuring out who we should be voting for in the next election. Um, and, you know, and if you're a woman, uh, if, if you're complicit in your own oppression, if you vote for people who uh, are not going to be looking out for your interests. And, you know, by that I mean, uh, you know, are, are they going to keep you oppressed and, you know, keep you uh, at, at a place where you're making, you know, 70 or 80 cents on the dollar, where, you know, you don't have rights to your own body and your reproductive health and making decisions, you know, that you and your family should be making, you know, and the government should be out of it. I mean, this... You know, this domination, as you said, permeates every level, and we have to rethink all of it, you know, from GMOs, you know, to war, to, uh, you know, uh, environmental exploitation, um, you know, what's happening in the workplace that, you know, people don't have benefits anymore. All right. Um, Let me jump on the train here because we're pointing out what we know that we need to do. And what we, what we have the opportunity to do here today and through your research and what you're devoted to is to help us shift our perspective from the domination exploitation model to the respect partnership model. Okay? So those words make sense. What we want to be able to do somewhere by the end of the show is walk away with some some a deeper understanding of how we can each or in our groups continue to evolve to 
make the this main shift right here, right? Because it's not, and, and let's be clear, Karen, um, this is not moving from a patriarchy to a matriarchy. What I'm hearing no. you say and what people and experts are saying, this is the divine marriage that is was that we were intended to uh, to embody. We have repressed the feminine. Now, what can we do when she is? In full force, and we'll get back right after these messages. That's what we're going to talk about right here with Karen Tate on Marian Live. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet... We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. This is one of the hottest topics happening in the Western world right now, the divine feminine, the resurgence. Some people are calling it the resurgence of feminism. I I beg to differ. This is a whole different deal. This is bigger than some movement. This is a global, the planet wants it, the psyche, the, the, the anima mundi wants it. This is happening. And most of us don't understand it. Um, we can feel it, but when somebody names it, like Karen Tate is trying to do, and many other experts are trying to help us do, we can get on board and actually help support this shift 
without furthering the sense of chaos and terror so many people are feeling. Old paradigms need to come apart before the new ones emerge. We are in between. They are calling a lot of us the bridge generation people. Karen, you've got a great handle on this, what's happening on the planet. You're looking at it archetypally. You're looking at it from the standpoint of the goddess is, re, uh, is emerging, and that's sort of where we've gotten to at this point. So from here, let's talk about, as we said right before the break, the ways in which uh, this archetype of the divine feminine have, have been sort of have existed, and then some of the many ways that your author and you have, have uh, are trying to reframe uh, the way we can move forward and create change together. Sure. And, and, you know, let's start by reiterating what you said before we went to break, that this isn't about shifting from a patriarchy to a matriarchy. This isn't about, you know, having men, uh, you know, shifting from having men dominate women to having women dominate men. This is about a partnership. This is about trying to strike a balance. Because what we have right now is um, the male essence on steroids, if you will. Uh, You know, it's sort of the shadow dark side of the masculine, and it needs to be balanced out and countered with the feminine, which all of us have within ourselves. And as cliche as it might sound, you know, I think we have to start with ourselves and look at ourselves and ask, are we in partnership with ourselves, you know, are we in balance, even with our body, mind, spirit, if you will, you know, are we working ourselves to death and ignoring our health or ignoring our the spiritual part of ourselves, you know, it was just uh, one example. But, um, you know, going to what we said uh, during the commercial, I think it's really important that we get away from this idea that we have to do it ourselves or, uh, you know, or this, uh, this idea of this um, individualism that we have in the United States. You know, you pull yourself up from the bootstraps. You know, you can do it all on your own. Because you know what? There is institutionalized sexism, institutionalized racism, institutionalized homophobia, and we cannot do it alone. You know, we, we really have to understand that we have to uh, work together in solidarity, in partnership. We have to build bridges with groups that are, uh, are suffering this, a similar deprivation, if you will. Um, you know, for instance, you know, one example uh, that that uh, comes to mind is um, you know how you know you know we can look at it from the standpoint of uh, yes you know the female gender um, has uh, been marginalized has been uh, discredited has um, uh, you know not uh, experienced equality in our culture uh, but you know there are other groups that we can find common ground with that have also suffered this. Uh, you know, this type of inequality, whether it be gay people, whether it be um, Native Americans, uh, you know, who suffered so much as, you know, with the manifest destiny of, uh, of America. Uh, it's African-American people, too. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's immigrants now. You know, they're the new scapegoat. You know, they're the ones that are the, uh, 
you know, that are that are getting the rap for, you know, so many of society's ills. Um, you know, all of these people who are being scapegoated, who uh, don't, you know, experience a level playing field out there in society. I think if, you know, we look at it in terms of uh, we're all part of the 99%, you know, we have to find ways to come together uh, build bridges between our communities because ultimately we all want the same things. And, uh, and, and, uh, and I think the vast majority of humanity does. And when you stumble across people who uh, don't believe in equality or don't believe in social justice or, um, you know, think that, you know, the government shouldn't be responsible for, um, you know, trying to fix climate change or, uh, you know, trying to get women equal pay or making sure people aren't discriminated against because they're women or they're gay or they're black, you know, generally these are people with a dominator mentality. And I want to stress, because I don't want to demonize these people, you know, these are people who come from a very fear-based mentality. And we know from our research that if someone grows up in a household or in an environment where they aren't nurtured, where they don't, um, you know, uh, experience compassion, um, where they um, never learn empathy, well, you know, they are the people who kick the dog and maybe beat their wife, and maybe they're the ones that end up more likely to vote against, uh, you know, vote for dismantling the social safety net, the net for the country, if you will. You know, so these people really do need um, love, compassion, and understanding, as hard as it might be to extend that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but, because they are coming from a place of fear. Yeah. And the, o- the only way you fix that is, you know, with positive reinforcement, not continuing well, the fight. We can look at the apartheid as a, a really gorgeous example uh, of their hearings, right, which they had the trials and uh, people got to come forward, tell their story, and time and time again these the, the perpetrators, the dominators, were reduced to uh, a heap of, you know, vulnerability and tears because they were just doing what they thought was the right thing to do based on the prevailing model or the the way they were raised. And until there is an environment where people's, all people's truth gets to be held and explored together with love, right, Uh, with justice in mind, this is really difficult to do anything except polarize. So these are really challenging things that we are being asked to do that we need to continue to ask each other to do, to face these very, very polarized or oppositional forces with love, with compassion, with um, uh, a kind of curiosity um, and and a seeking heart rather than a conviction or, you know, the, the sort of uh, punitive um, kind yeah. of mentality. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we all have to tap into our empathy, you know, or learn our empathy. I mean, look at how the gay rights movement went. It was when uh, people started, when, when, people, when gay people came out of the closet and people realized that they were working with gay people, they had gay people in their families, suddenly the empathy kicked in. And suddenly this is not the, uh, you know, the, the big, uh, you know, abomination that that it once was, you know, uh, probably only the most fundamentalist 
of people today, um, you know, still think of gay people, I think, as an abomination, if you will. Um, you know, I think about the very rich, for instance, um, and, and I know a, a, a guy who's very rich, and, you know, he, he, but he has this hole inside of him, you know. Uh, he has this lack, um, and, you know, there's no spirituality there. There's, there's emptiness. And, you know, and, and, and he tends to be an exploiter. You know, he tends to be someone that wants to squeeze every, um, you know, ounce of life out of his employees. You know, that, that idea of, you know, squeezing blood out of a turnip is what my mother used to call it. But you know what? It, because I know him personally, I understand. It's because, you know, he, he needs to fill himself up. And somehow he believes by being this dominator character, this, you know, this um exploiter in the workplace, I think he's really trying to find a way to make himself feel whole, to make himself feel valued, to make himself feel better. So even these these people, I think, out there that have all of this money that you and I would maybe think, well, they don't have a care in the world, you know. Um, I think all we have to do is look at some of the, the movie stars. You know, they're successful, they have money, they live in these huge houses, but it, um, happiness eludes them, you know, and it goes back to how you started the show, this idea of, of, of gratitude, you know, yes. um, and I think that's, a, that's really a key component yes. that shouldn't be overlooked. Well, and here's the other thing, that's going back to the archetypal conversation that <clears throat> and, and conscious versus unconscious behavior, the archetypal influences in the West are the American dream. The more you get, the more happy you are and you live happily ever after. Well, that is becoming... Uh, one of the things that we're, we're really dismantling here in this culture. Because of the transparency we now have, now have via the Internet, et cetera, we know that's not true. Uh, we also know that the more you have doesn't mean you're happy. We know that, how we know that also the same way through transparency. And we also know that the, more, the money just makes you more of who you are. So some of these old archetypal stories, uh, and internalized mythologies, we, we would now characterize as unconscious identification of the personality. People moving through life unaware of why they do what they do, thinking that they have beliefs that they haven't even examined. What you're inviting us to do is to really look at what are we identifying with and why out of balance. We'll get back after the break more with Karen Tate. We're going to go through some of the chapters and what other experts are saying about unleashing, embracing the divine feminine aspect of your life from the personal to the political to the ecological and then some when we return right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No, no More, More Love, Love Life, Life Drama, Drama for, for Us. Shh, over here. 
Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Okay, everybody. So many of us are thinking, how are we all going to get on the same page here as two-legged? You know, we are more similar than we are different. We are just ending a what our guest today, Karen Tate, is calling a domination exploitation model. Many experts are using those terms to help us identify this archetypal influence that has been hanging over the Western culture for 5,000-plus years. It's shifting, clearly shifting. Many people are calling that the rise of the divine feminine, okay? It doesn't mean we're going to now start dominating men and women are in charge. That is not what's happening. We are trying to restore a natural balance so we cannot extinct ourselves. Just at the top of the list here, okay? So, Karen, let's talk about how, uh, let's drop deeper in the conversation of these shifting values. We were talking during the break, an unexamined life is not a life worth living. If we walk around unconscious, never looking and going with the norm, the momentum, we are going to continue towards, you know, our demise. Let's talk about how we, how we shift that consciously. And then some of the authors in your book who support helping us make these shifts in different areas. Uh, absolutely. Well, and, and to just say a little bit more about that idea of the unexamined life, you know, is not worth living, uh, it, it's important uh, to punctuate that, I think, because we all have to start with ourselves. You know, and imagine if we, you know, could wake up one morning and, you know, everyone thought that, uh, you know, and we're all going to just kind of start with ourselves, we could have an evolution of thought really quick. And I think that's what shows like this and the Internet provide us is the means to reach a lot of people with these ideas, you know, to actually start examining our, our own lives. Because, for instance, do, do you remember when it, the idea of, you you know, greed used to be one of the, you know, the seven deadly sins, and suddenly, um, you know, greed is a great thing. Well, you know, just like that, we had that shift. You know, we can shift back, and um, I, I think it's really important for us to uh, think about our quality of life, and I, I think the way society is structured right now has encouraged us to just be this hamster on the wheel. Um, you know, we're struggling to keep up with the Joneses, to have all the latest gadgets, to put a roof over our head, food on the table, put our kids through college. And, you know, and, and so many people 
are just treading water. You know, I mean, they're they're barely able to keep their, you know, head above water, much less take a breath, stop, and think about their quality of life. They're just enduring, you know. And, you know, we have to think about, was is that what we were put on this planet to do, to just endure, uh, you know, to be uh, somebody at the bottom of the dominator pyramid, just... Uh, you know, working like a, you know, a crazy person to make the 1% rich, you know, um, it's, uh, we have to rethink our life and start to act on what we feel are things that are important okay. and, and, and get into this, I mean, and demand a better quality of life, quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and some of the people, uh, you know, in uh, Goddess 2.0, Advancing a New Path Forward, you know, we come at this from a lot of different angles because, you know, this dominator idea, this exploitation is good idea, uh, especially in the last few decades, has just sort of permeated every, um, you know, every aspect of our culture. You know, we call it from womb to tomb, you know, from the bedroom to the boardroom, from, you know, the... Uh, you know, to the voting booth, and it's it's everywhere. So you know, it's going to take all of us, uh, you know, to shift the momentum and demand a culture uh, that benefits the most of us and not just uh, you know the fewest among us. Because I think the statistics show that there, I, I think, um, 300 people um, hold most of the wealth on the entire planet. I mean, is that not insane? Definitely <laughs> um, interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, you know, it's just some of my favorite chapters in Goddess 2.0, and and they do they go from uh, you know talking about the feminine soul um, by Anne Baring. She's a noted foremother. The resurgence of the feminine, uh, the feminine and awakening of the soul. Uh, Barbara Walker talks about uh, power uh, and how power manifests uh, to dominate. Um, we have um, Carol Christ uh, talking about societies of peace, uh, Rianne Eisler talking about what's good for women is good for the world, because, you know, we have statistics that show if, uh, you know, you can look at a society and how they treat their women will be a good indicator of uh, are they going to be abusers, are they going to be uh, warlike, and it, that's usually the case. You know, the people who... Um, you know, don't hold their women up, uh, you know, as equal or uh, close to equal. You know, they're the ones that are going to be more likely to, uh, you know, because this, this, this idea of partnership versus domination, there's a wide spectrum. You know, it's not black or white. Um, I mean, for instance, if you have an employer that, uh, you know, doesn't realize you have, uh, you know, a life outside of the job. You know, that's domination. It's just, do- it's just not domination to the far end of the spectrum, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, someone that's going to start a war, okay. if you know so what I mean. What cultures respect their women um, that we can model? Well, you know, I really think the Scandinavian countries uh, are the way we need to be looking uh, because you go over to the Scandinavian countries and they have the best quality of life. You know, Americans are real fond of saying we're number one and we're the best, but if the truth be told, if they really look at the statistics, 
they will find that we are way down in the bottom in all sorts of different categories. I mean, these the people over in Scandinavia, they don't have women, 70% of women retiring in poverty. They don't have millions of kids going to bed hungry. They have a, a, a balance in, uh, you know, in their society where uh, government works for the people, doesn't work for corporations. You know, they have uh, lots of different ideas that uh, benefit the everyday person rather than the richest in society. Great. So we do have some models. When we get back, we're going to leave on that note in our last segment. Uh, don't touch that dial. Come back. You want to find out what we can do about it, what the good news is here. Goddess 2.0, Karen Tate's new book right here on Marion Live. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLive.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. We are not sheeple. I love that phrase. That's a great term. <laughs> Karen Tate's with us on Marianne Live. She's written a new book, Goddess 2.0, Advancing a New Path Forward. We are looking for that path, many of us trying to hang out together on it. We're coming to the top of the hour, Karen. Let's talk about uh, some of the practical things we can do. Before the break, you were mentioning some of the chapters, uh, the, the beautiful expert points of view on this, this new path forward. 
Well, you know, I, I, I think, uh, as I said, you know, it's going to start with us each individually. We have to find our spiritual courage. You know, we have to be able to look at the way things are and be able to start to say, you know what, I don't like that. Let's fix it. Um, you know, because we don't have to be complacent sheep. Uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, look over to Scandinavian countries and say, well, gee, if they're doing it, why can't we do it? We have to just find uh, the will uh, to to make this happen. But as I said, you know, before, it's not going to happen with just one of us. We have to come together uh, in solidarity. But, you know, I think what's, uh, you know, we're living in what feels like a very ugly time. But I would also say on the positive side of that, the transparency of the last couple of years has been incredible. And even though it has revealed some very ugly things, um, I think it, it, it's almost as if the universe or the cosmos is being our teacher. It's showing us uh, right in front of our face, you know, as you said, you know, the archetypal, uh, you know, the archetype of domination, the archetype of, you know, what women have maybe been reduced to. And, you know, and, and we as a species, you know, have the choice to decide, are we going to keep going down this path? Or are we going to, you know, look at the ugly and have the courage to say no? You know, a, a better life for the most of us is possible. And, you know, and, and honestly, even in uh, defense of uh, some Trump supporters, because I believe President Trump uh, will be a catalyst uh, for change, quite frankly. You know, I, I think what's happening in, uh, you know, in Washington right now is so appalling, so many people on so many levels. It is shaking them out of their complacency, and they're actually going to become citizens and, uh, you know, start doing what we should have been doing all along mm -hmm. instead of letting it get to this place. Mm -hmm. And, and I look, I, I know some Trump supporters. And I know uh, while some of them may have voted for Trump, you know, because of the homophobia and the sexism and the racism, yes, maybe so. But I know that there were a lot of people that just felt like, you know, he, you know, he said some, you know, some key words that I think uh, maybe gave them hope. You know, trade deals. You know, he was going to bring back better jobs, and you know, we weren't Americans weren't going to suffer these bad trade deals anymore. You know, he said he was going to make America great again, and you know, nobody bothered to ask him how. But again, that's where the critical thinking comes in. I think people were simply tired of establishment politics, and because of what the DNC. Uh, did Bernie Sanders, it wasn't a battle between two anti-establishment candidates. And, uh, you know, and, and I, but I think Trump will end up being a gift in the end. He will be the catalyst for people coming together like that Women's March. Uh, look at the people that came together for that Women's March. And everybody I know, uh, you know, across the Internet, we, you know, there are so many paths of resistance, you know, so many things that people are actually doing to make the world a better place on all different levels. And I think humanity is waking up finally. And, um, you know, and, and we will find that Mr. Trump um, maybe has really been a gift in the end. Yes, and some people hear that and some people cannot hear that. Whatever the case, what we know is there is a lot at stake here. 
and we need to come together finding ways to help uh, in the context of what we're talking about today help continue to bring forward the divine feminine aspect of what's missing on the planet so <clears throat> the shadow always brings opportunity for light that is indeed true uh, so let's continue to do that as we do come to the top of the hour Karen what are some practical suggestions that you can recommend folks do uh, to help do their part or, or further their um, enthusiasm to make a difference uh, in this climate? Uh, I, I'll just say three quick things. <clears throat> I, I think, first of all, I'll look for ways to be happy, you know, because happiness is a choice. And I think uh, when we are happy, we are less adversely affected by some of the ugly that's happening out there in the world. It's easier to uh, tolerate. It's easier to get through um, during this process of change because this is going to be a process. This is going to be a transition period. This isn't going to be something that's going to happen overnight. And these are goddess ideals that you call, that you're calling forward, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, goddess ideals of uh, caring, sharing, nurturing, uh, partnership, uh, equality, justice, um, you know, balance, all of these different things that we have been deprived of in a patriarchal culture where, uh, you know, we've, we've been taught, you know, it's the, you know, right versus might. Uh, and, you know, and, and we have to shift away from that. You know, I think the other, the other step is going back to gratitude. You know, every day, uh, look for gratitude in your life. You know, I, for a while, for a while I was where um, a red cord around my wrist so that when the day got difficult, I would look at that red cord and I would consciously uh, focus on things that I had to be grateful for because sometimes we do forget. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is, is partnership. Uh, Rianne Eisler wrote a great book called The Power of Partnership, mm-hmm. and we need to have partnership uh, with ourselves, with our intimate others, um, you know, in, at the, in the workplace, our local and global community, between ourselves and deity, uh, between countries. You know, we need to start, um, you know, in all of these different aspects of life, uh, looking for win-win situations rather than win-lose situations. So, you know, whether you're talking to your child or your employer um, or, you know, when you're deciding what you're going to buy in the grocery store, do things that shift uh, you know, shift the scenario toward a win-win situation rather than a win-lose situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. That's uh, always wonderful to have uh, access to, to more resources. Karen, share with us as we come to the top here of the hour uh, what you want to leave us with, and, and including in that uh, the most exciting thing you think is on the horizon for us all. Um, well, I think uh, what I'd like to leave everyone with uh, is uh, uh, the idea that as they go throughout their day, not just today but tomorrow and the next day, look at everything they encounter and ask themselves, is this respect and, um, you know, in partnership or is this domination and exploitation? You know, it may change what you're willing to tolerate uh, in your family, in your marriage, uh, 
you know, it, with your employer, um, you know, uh, in the voting booth, all of those, you know, different aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. And, and what I am most excited about, honestly, I am so filled with hope when I see the activism going on out mm-hmm. there. And if any of your listeners want to find out uh, about that activism at our book launch party uh, about two weeks ago for Goddess 2.0, we put out these wonderful handouts. And if any of your listeners want to contact me uh, about action steps or how to reconcile their spirituality and their politics, please just have them email me, and I will send them copies of these handouts. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, it feels so much easier when we're all in this together. Indeed. What's your email address? Let's let everybody know. Sure. It's Karen Tate 108 at ca.rr.com. Beautiful. And go to KarenTate.com for more information. Uh, Karen, we're so glad you're with us today. Thank you for joining us on Marianne Live. Well, thank you for having me, Marianne. Oh, you bet. And get a copy of Goddess 2.0 wherever fine books are sold, people. We are so glad you joined us today. Keep breathing in and out. We're going to be back right after these messages for our rest in just a minute. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. All right, everybody, you're all goddessed up. We're so glad that you joined us today on Marianne Live. Love having you here. Uh, Thanks again to author Karen Tate, her book, Goddess 2.0. Check out KarenTate.com for more information. Next week, right here on Marion Live, returning again, one of my favorite people on the planet, Andrew Harvey. He's written a new book, Evolutionary Love Relationships. This is a fabulous book, everybody. You do not want to miss this show. And Andrew, boy, whenever he speaks anywhere, I highly recommend that people tune in, fly in, do whatever you need to do. This is a, uh, a beautiful human being really devoted to our change on the planet. Um, let's see, third part of your practice. Go do something for somebody else today. Go do something good for somebody else today. Don't let them know you did it, and you will have one, two, three, breathing in and out, being grateful, and being of service to others. All right. We wish you every blessing on your journey. We'll see you here, same time, same place next week. Go to MarianneLive.com for more information. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you next time, everybody. Take good care.